0: Bow your heads to me, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for um, giving us the opportunity to come here and learn more about you. Lord, um, please be with Dan as he delivers the message and help us to get something from this and go away knowing more about you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, we're in the book of... Acts was written by Luke. one of the twelve, Shockers. who wrote, wrote the book of Luke. 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 Was he tall or short? Luke. We don't know. We don't know. Probably short. A lot of you see him as, as being a a American white man, but I don't think that was the case. Uh, who were we talking about uh, the past couple weeks in The Edge? He was the main character in the story, sort of a main guy. That, some, some, Simon was two weeks ago. He was in the story. But, but Philip, right? Philip the the what? He was known as what? Philip the... Anybody remember? The brave, like Samwise. No. Uh, Philip the eva- ev- evangelist is what he's called. And, and this is what it said, uh, you know, because we sort of... The last we've seen him, the the Ethiopian guy has has been baptized, put his faith faith, faith, faith in Christ, and and when he comes out of the water, it says that the, the spirit whiffs Philip away. And that's sort of the last we, we hear about him. So uh, I I want you to know a little bit more on how his story ends, sort of so you can close the book on him. Uh uh and, and it says this in verse 40 of of of, of chapter eight. We're gonna be really starting in verse 9, uh, in chapter 9, but this is in chapter 8. It says, but Philip found himself at Azotus and as he passed through, he preached the go- go- gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. So, And so this is sort of the last we hear about Philip until over 20 years le- later in the book of Acts, in chap- chapter tw- 21, it brings his name up Again, so I just want you to see this about him. It says uh, in in chapter 21, verse 8, and this is Luke and Paul are going together. uh, And so Luke writes this, On the next day we departed and came to Caesarea, and we entered the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven and stayed with him goes on is that, that Philip had four four da- 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 daughters who were unmarried who prophesied that didn 't mean they were they were mystics. it means that they they spoke god 's god 's truth in a special way uh, so I just want you as you hear about this, Luke and Paul go to a house, and the house they go to is Philip, and what this account seems to tell us is that he 's been faithful. All this time, he still goes by the same name. So he's not stopped sharing in over tw- tw- twenty years. He he's he's in the same place we last saw him in in Acts eight. He's he's evidently made a home there, uh, and that sort of is where he's 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 grown up. But he's not stopped sharing. It, it's sort of neat to see this guy because uh, I didn't want the story to end. I want you to know that he 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 kept on going. Uh, we, man, we need to be like Philip. Even if God says, "I want you to stay where you are." For the rest of your life, he still calls us to be faithful where we are. Uh, And he will use us. He used Philip even on that day. Now, we're going to jump in the book of Acts here, uh, Acts 9. uh, And it's it's a story many of you will be very familiar with. But I want you to see it, I hope, tonight in a way that may not be as familiar as you have heard the story. It's about Saul, who later becomes Paul. And and um, can y'all name some books that Paul wrote that we have in the New Testament today? Romans, Romans. Ephesians. Ephesians, Galatians, Galatians. Philippians, Philippians. First, Second Corinthians. First Second Corinthians, Colossians, Thessalonians, First Second First Second Tim- Timothy, Philemon. Yeah. So Philippians, I think we said that. So he he he, he th- we're about to see the start of this guy. Who becomes, for us and in, in your daily walk with Christ, he is, he is, God has used him to be influential to all mankind for, for hundreds and thousands of years. But right now he goes by the name Saul. And l- I'll listen to the start because we, we've got to get an I- idea. We, we've run across him a few times already in the book of Acts. Look in this in Acts 9 verses 1 and 2. It says this. It says, but Saul, still breathing threats and, and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the syn- 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 synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So we see this. Saul is this guy, and let me define some stuff for you. Christians weren't called Christians until we find in Acts eleven. We're in Acts nine. It's not until they're in Antioch are they given the name Christians, which is a a mocking name, meaning little Christ. Ah, little Christ. Ah. That that's sort of what it, it, it's a sneer. It's a cut. But they took it and said, Yeah, that's what I am. And they're like, Have you, you know, a cut down that someone embraces, and you're like, It just loses its its teeth, right? So, um, so he, they they call them right here that they're found any belonging to the way. They're, they're called this group called the way, and and we believe that this comes from John fourteen six. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but my. They're 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 this they they they're followers of Jesus. So they're belonging to the way. Um, so that's sort of the name they had here. Did was he a friend to the way? The believers, no. He's, he's, he's breathing threats and, and murder against the church, the disciples of the Lord. And he's asked for a, a letter from from the, the, the ruling sort of government from where he's from to say, Hey, make these groups that I, I go to give me the authority that when I find someone who belongs to the way, who believes in Christ that I can bind him up and take him back, and no one can stop me. And so they go, okay, great idea. Saul, do it. So he hates Christianity. He he hates it. Now, in Acts 8, I've got a couple of youth that are going to read just to tell some full of, of, of who, who Saul is. We've already read this, but look in, in Acts 8 what it says about Saul. I think you've got that one, Ben. Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house. He dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Okay, he, Paul is on full force attack. This is the chapter before where we're at. And he's full force attack and he's trying to wipe it out. And because what he's done, Christianity has scattered. It was this tight little group here and it's, 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 it's grown. They didn't like it. They pound it instead of squashing it, it bounces it out. And they go, and wherever they go, they share about Christ. And so all of a sudden, you know, have you ever been in the woods and you stamped a fire that's in the woods and it kicks out and it lights more on fire? That's what's occurred here. And so now Saul is going, okay, i got to stamp out the rest of this stuff before it starts a big fire and wipes us all out. So and I'll tell you, I don't have the words on the screen right now for a reason because I just want you to hear them read. So I've got... um, Noah, have you got the next one? And this is in the book of Acts chapter 26. Uh, and Paul is sharing to King Agrippa his com- conversion here. So it's, it's the same story we're about to read. He's sharing it in his own words. I, I, I want you to see what he says about himself here b- before Christ. Okay, now now just, just don't miss this point. It says that that I not only locked them up in, in prison, but when a vote came out, should we put them to death or not? I cast my vote, kill them. Okay, this is who, who Saul is. Don't miss that. Now Saul even talks about himself in his own words in Galatians chapter 1. He does it in a lot of ways, but this is the one spot that we're going to look at in verse 13. Clay, I think you, you got that one. okay so he 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 says right there this is what this is this was my goal this we don't look at this and go, uh well, maybe he didn't like him a whole lot. are you with me? He hated him he hated him now, <clears throat> do your schools still do like the senior super, super, superlative super perlative stuff yes. right like best eyes, you know, best dress now it, it used to you know I, I looked this up online. And in older yearbooks, it was like um, nicest boy, nicest girl, prettiest girl, handsomest boy, and then it was like athletic boy, athletic. what, well, I didn't see an athletic girl a lot of times. And then I, it, it, it was no, it, no, it just didn't do it in the olden days. They didn't. I'm not saying it was right. I'm saying it's what they did. Don't don't hate. Um, and, and so, and so, and so one of them was, um, quietest boy, and quietest, I saw this in a couple of them, would that not be the worst, this kid sitting like this, the picture of him, I mean, I was like, oh man, that's a little bit wrong, hey, come here Stanley, <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha, so, um, so that's sort of senior superlatives, they've evolved back when I was in school, it was uh, most athletic, and best, best dressed, and, and, uh, best personality, uh. What, babe? Oh, that one, too. That one, too. What did you win, babe? You won something. What'd you win? All right. That was a very small class. She was a class of three. Uh, so she got best musical. Uh, so, and, you know, I did see one school that was like, it was like most athletic Charles Mann, best dressed. Charles Mann, (laughs) handsomest Charles Mann. I was like, this dude, like four of the of the seven. I'm like, dude, I would somebody's to slap him real hard because he's like got to be real full of himself. So, anyways, so y'all still have that today. They've evolved now. Now it's like most likely to be a mob boss, you know, or um, uh, most likely to survive the zombie apocalypse apocalypse in in 2027, you know, or so there's some things and I'm not sure if the school does some things here. So I asked myself, what would Paul win for an award if he were to win a superlative award? And the only thing I could come up with was most hateful towards God and his people award, right? Paul would win that hands down, especially for his day. Understand Christianity was just beginning and, and Paul is the commander of the army of the enemy of God. He's he's the head chief, and he's probably the one that's least likely God's grace should go to. He is the most undeserving of anything from God because he is killing believers. He's doing everything wrong. He doesn't deserve God's grace at all. He's the least guy that should get it. He even claims himself to be the Chief of Sinners Award. And so when I, th- I think about it, there's times I think, I go, Dude, how in the world does this Saul who becomes Paul, why did God pick him? You know, if you or I were God, we wouldn't have picked him. We'd have squashed him. I mean, we just, his gut splattered for 18 miles. It would have been awesome. You know what I'm saying? It had have been thin guts, but it would have been, I mean, really, that's what my thought most of us that's what we, he did this to my friends my family squash him but then i was reminded as i thought i'm not god and you're not god praise god for that so we're going to do something a little different tonight there's some verses we're going to read about who god is real quick as we get into it but when we do this, we're going to stand to, together and read them aloud together. Because I want you to see what the Old Testament says about who God is. Are you ready? We're going to stand up in, in honor of God, 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 God's word. And I'm going to ask you to, to read it aloud, aloud with me and read the words on the screen. Because your, 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 your version may not be the same as as what we have exactly. Exodus 34 6 says, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Just don't don't miss that. God is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Now look at Numbers 14, 18, it's just the first half of it, says this. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression. Once again, abounding in steadfast love. In Psalms 86, 15, it says this. But you, O Lord, are a God Merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And then in the book of Joel, we don't really quote the book, book of Joel a whole lot, but but look at it. and rend rend right here means means to tear to to, to tear your instead of a lot of times when folks were upset they would tear their clothes to show the pain and and sort of what they felt inside. But he says this. He says and we're, let's read this together. It says and. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, so that anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Once again, what's the phrase you heard in all four of those things? Yeah, abounding, abounding in steadfast love. Do you know what that means? It's it's, 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 it's so much, it can't be contained how much God... Now, God could contain it because God. But for us, it can't be contained how much love he has for us. And all those he's talking about us, all those, that's who God is. That's why when we get there and in chapter 9, verse 3 of Acts, Paul's not crushed and, and dead as we're going to read and see what occurs. Let's pray, and then we're going to continue. God, I thank you for your word tonight. And, Lord, I just ask that you will just um, just reveal to us your truth uh, and lord help us to respond to you in Jesus name amen all right have a seat. Y'all, y'all 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 read so well some of y'all were scared going what if he stutters do we do that too what do we do it's okay we made it safe and sound that was that, that was good um, one thing i want you to understand the focus of the passage that we're at it doesn't hinge on on Saul at all it it hinges on god Everything that we see is going to be a work of God and, and, and God move, and move, and move, and moving. Saul is just a beneficiary of what God is doing in this process. So Acts chapter 9, verses 3, it says this. Now, as he went on his way, now he's going to Damascus because he wants to kill believers of the way. So as he approached Damascus. And suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who are traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Verse 8 says, Saul rose from the ground and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Paul, in this story, is the most undeserving can't, 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 can't candidate for God that you can find. He is the least likely, if we were to do a ballot and and rate him, that God should even give him the time of day. Now that is one of the most important parts of this whole deal is that God would even care for the one who deserves it the least. Not only care for the one, that he would save the one and then use that one. It, it, It doesn't Work in our minds of the world the way the world should work. He is the most undeserving of them all, and we see in this in this story that the undeserving undeser- encounters an unlikely sa- savior, and that's a big S sa- savior, not a small S. That's a big S sa- savior. That's an important note for y'all to, to 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 keep in mind. It's Jesus Christ Himself appears to Saul. Now, um, th- this is just one one of two truths I just want to share it right here. Sometimes God allows trial and tribulation in your life to draw you to him. Many times in your life, he allows things in your life to wreck. And a lot of times we cause a wreck on our own Sometimes we have nothing to do with it, and the wreck comes. But God allows that into your life to draw you to Him. And in th- this, Saul's going down the road. He's gonna, he's gonna bust him up, up there. He, he, he is going to. He's got, he's got the the right to do whatever he he wants there. And it says the Lord Je- Jesus appears to him. It says Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he says, Who are you, and he, Lord? And he says, you know, it, it's, it, it's it's me, Jesus. I don't know what Paul felt, but it's interesting to hear that, that from this moment on, Paul doesn't run or doesn't turn from whatever God says for him to do. Um, there's one more thing I, I want you to know, and I say this in here, but it has to be repeated, I think, because sometimes we just miss it, and that is, if God can can save Saul, who becomes Paul, he can he can forgive you of, of of anything you have ever done. I've had conversations more than I would like to care of students going, "No, you don't understand. You don't you don't even, you don't know what I've done." And the the point is, I don't care what you've done. I know what what he's done, and that's enough. You can't. I can't do enough and where God 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 can't forgive that our God is so big if he 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 chooses to change this life what what life cannot be changed that 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 student you see at school who's a bully who deserves what whatever and let me let me tell you there's no one really in this life we that we know that deserves hell we can we we think that uh, but man, don't wish that on anybody. Separation forever apart from God and pain and ag- agony. Sometimes we can want them to, to pay, but that's that's a little steep. So we see the undeserving encounters the unlikely, and that's in the Savior, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Now in Acts 9, verse 10, follow along with me there. It says, now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, and this isn't the same Ananias from Acts, Acts 4 who, uh, or 5, or who he and his wife were killed because they, they stole things that were of the Lord. This is the same name, different place, different man. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ana, aunt, aunt, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas looked for a man of Tarsus named Saul, for behold, he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. but Ananias answered, "Lord, I have heard from many about this man how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem." And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. So word has gotten out. They they know who Saul is, and they even know he's got the power, he's got the right uh, to imprison whoever he wants to and take him back to jail. So word has spread. Wow, surprise, surprise. Word spreads about something. In the world we live in, it spreads. In the world back then, it spread just the same way. So he says, whoa, 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 whoa. This man, this guy, um he can like kill kill me. And then we see um in verse f- fifteen. But the Lord said to him, "Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of is- Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name." So Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said. Brother Saul, the Lord who appeared to you on the road by which you, you, you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the whole, whole, Holy Spirit. And immediately some, something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized and taking food, he was strength, 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 strengthened. Now, we see Ananias has a a. A vision from the Lord who tells him that that so there's a vision in a vision right here. So he has a vision from the Lord, whether it's in a dream or, or he's sitting there and it just appears to him in in, in his head. I don't know, um, but uh, but he says you need to go heal this man who has killed a lot of 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 friends of yours, or wants to. And he says, and I've given Saul a vision of you coming to do this. So it's a vision and a vision. So he goes, and what's great about this, he first says, whoa, are you sure this is this is safe? And God says, yeah, I'm going to use him for my glory. And what's beautiful about this is he gets up and goes. Was there risk to going? Is there risk for you when when you're nudged by the spirit of god and you know it's got to be the spirit of god when something in you says you need to say something to that person you need to befriend that person who's sitting all by themselves and 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 is being picked on you need to stand up for 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 them because no one else will you know that feeling where you feel it says i need to do something it's not you it's the spirit of god in you and and If you want to do what's right, the best thing that you can do is just just do it, just do it. Don't think about it. When we think about it, we we make up. Oh well, that's not what was saying, and we we sort of change it. And it's just he he he. So Ananias departed and entered the house. So the undeserving encounters an unlikely savior on the road, and then the undeserving, the least deserving. Is healed by an un, unlikely safe safe savior, save, save small s, in the house. Now I say small s because in this story, Ananias is a form of savior. Paul is blind, and he 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 cannot fix himself. He needs help. He needs someone to save him from his blindness. And God, big s. Savior, Savior sends a small s Savior to do his work. Have you ever thought when you go and you spread the gospel, wherever you go, that you are being a a a, a Savior f- figure or a messenger of who the, the Savior is? I've had s- someone that, that, that would share to me, and she's going on to be with the Lord now, but she would come up to me and say, hey, you are not the light. He is the light. You just have to show him the light. I'm more like a moon, sometimes like a big fat moon, but 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 I'm not the light. You're not the so so we're supposed to to show him the light, and that's what he does. He doesn't heal Saul on his own power. Whose power does he heal Saul on? God God's power. We've got a, a group um, of of students in this room that are going to Honduras this week. Uh, they leave on Sunday. They get back sat- Saturday of the next week. I've got Clay, I've got Dalton, Cal- Callie. There, any more you, you, youth going? Is that it, I, I think, right? There's a team of Christian, Christian. Christian is going to, if you, you met him for camp, and he's uh, uh, around here from some. Um, but but th- these guys are going, uh, representing the big S, say, say, Savior being the small S Savior as they share Christ, as they talk about who God is. That is what is going on. You have the chance wherever you go, when you go out to eat, when you're at school, when you're among your friends, to be that. <clears throat> you know, so the the first point is he's healed by an un, unlikely big S, s, s sa, Savior. And I, and I don't, you know, God, it just is a picture that you can't outdo God. You can't outbad God. God is big. He's abounding in steadfast love. Abounding in steadfast love. We see that he's healed. Saul is healed by an unlikely savior in the house. And then we see that the undeserving Saul is, becomes an unlikely messenger to bring the Savior to the world. Big S Savior. Verse 15. Read that again with me. But the Lord said to him, Go. For he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Saul. Who has voted to put to death? Who has arranged for those to be imprisoned and beaten? And who is stamping out Christianity with all that he has? God says, "I'm going to use him to change the world, not just this little world that 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 you guys are around." He says, "I'm going to use him to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings." and to even the Jews, the children of Israel. So the undeserving becomes a small S savior representing the big S savior. Only God can redeem like that. So I don't know where you are tonight, but when you read this story about about Saul who becomes Paul, don't miss the fact of who Saul was. And don't Go, oh, why in the world would God do that? Just go, dude. Our God is a loving God. I am. I want to tell tell y'all, and this isn't really just this is just free. It's not notes, and but can I tell you this? And I've had conversations this week, and it's it's disheartening to some extent but this thing called your your christian life and this this thing called your your public life it's not two separate things if you if you live it like it is well I'm I follow Christ here but I really don't have time for him I'm going to live my own way here that that do, doesn't work it's it's got to come together Christ has got to influence this and if he doesn't infl- influence this you are just going to struggle and fall every day, every week and you'll go, well this, this doesn't work for me. Why? Because we take this and we leave this here. Oh Christ you, you're over there and, and well I'm just going to live my life here and we never bring these things to together. They're never meant to be apart. They don't work apart. It's got to be apart. This thing that, that you read and as you study and as you learn, if we don't P- apply it, if we don't sh- sh- share it, it th- these these lives are going to be so far apart, they're, they're, they're never going to work. They're never going to be together. And you're going to come to a place uh, as a 22 y- 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 year old or, or more and go, oh, how how did I get here? I used to go to church all the time and I liked it and I, I was a, a part of a, a, a youth group and I thought I I was growing in my faith. And you find out that you're not. Why? Because these two are two different worlds, and they can't be two worlds. They've got to be the same world. I think this is a great story. Um, A lot of it because God does all the work. God's the one that appears on the road to the one that would least like to see him. God's the one that sets it up for him to be healed and has a plan for him, and God's the one through his power that heals Heals Saul, and we'll see that Saul becomes Paul, and we'll look at over next weeks or, or months or whatever on, on on how God uses Paul in ways. But don't ever forget who who Paul was, because Paul never forgot where he came from, and the steadfast, abounding love that God poured out on him. He always seemed to talk about it. He refers back to to where he came from, but the grace and the mercy of God. And can I tell you, we need to do the same thing. Sometimes we think, man, I am God's gift to, to this church. I am God's gift to this youth group. If this youth group didn't have me, they would, it would crumble. God would be like, oh, we will kick them aside. But it's a good thing that I'm here. But don't forget who you are and where you've come from. Because we came from a spot where, 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 where we're a sinner just like Saul. We hate it just like Saul. It says, if you if you hate 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 someone and think hateful thoughts about them, it's just like mur- mur- murder. G- 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 Jesus taught that, just like Saul. That that's where we came from. But God, while we were in rebellion against Him, appeared to us you on your own time on at your own road. However, that that vision was. And I don't know about for you, but for me, when I put my faith in Christ, it was like scales came off of my eyes. And life has been different ever since. And I could see so much clearer. And the burden that I felt was gone. I was just trying to live life on my own and do it on my own and get to God on my own. own. But I found out I couldn't. Dan wasn't good enough, and Dan would never be good enough. And when I put my faith in Christ, that burden, it's been gone for a long time. I won't say how many years, more than six. Man, that's what I want for you, to know God like that, like Paul knew God. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word. I uh, thank you so much for your truth. I thank you for a life of Saul that even in the midst of who he was, in spite of who he was, God, you, you picked him up and used him in such a mighty, unbelievable way. And he, he became such a man of God where he, this life in you became his life. And that was his only life. And Lord, may our life, our life that we have, be only in you. May that be what we, we, we how we live every every day for it's in Jesus' name we pray amen.